Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you very, very much for tuning in and listening today. I know that we're all busy and you've got a busy schedule, but hopefully you've you've carved out some time today uh, to not only focus on this, but to, to meditate on spiritual things and things that are lovely and good and of a good report, Philippians 4.8. And I'm thankful that you're allowing me to help you with that as we focus on some spiritual things some spiritual matters that will hopefully help us in our walk with the lord in this season season seven of weathering the storm we're discussing weathering the storm in the home and today we're recording episode seven in the midst of our series on roles in the home we have discussed the role of the husband and the role of the father we now transition to talk about the role of the wife in the home if you have your bibles i invite you to proverbs 31 as we examine that great text and bring out some points uh, that will hopefully help us. And if you're listening today as a wife, uh, you are appreciated. And thank you for uh, being a godly woman. The world needs more. And I hope and pray that this will help you in your walk with the Lord and will help you to weather the storm in the home. This podcast, Weathering the Storm, is on the Scattered Abroad Network. This is a network of podcasts where We put out content every day of the week. We're striving to spread the gospel through this avenue. And very, very grateful for all of you who listen, all the support, all the prayers, uh, the encouragement that you give us. It does not go unnoticed, and we greatly appreciate that. And so thank you for listening today. If you like this episode, if it's helpful, please share it. And and we just want to spread the word to the glory of God. You can find us on our website, scatteredabroad.com. Dot org. You can email us at san at msop.org because now this network is a work of the Memphis School of Preaching. You can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. And uh, again, we just appreciate you listening. And we thank you so much for being a part of this work with us. We've discussed the roles in the home and the importance of uh, the, from the scriptures that teach us how important it is to to have this nailed down, to have this concrete evidence, concrete truth to be the foundation of our homes. The concrete truth that the man, the husband, is to be the leader. He is the head of the wife, according to Ephesians chapter 5. And the father to be the one who brings up the children in nurture and admonition of the Lord. But that's not without the help of the wife. And we appreciate so much, as I mentioned a moment ago, godly wives. And I am very blessed with a godly wife. I'm very blessed with a woman who honors God. And I appreciate Brittany so much for doing that. But I also was able to grow up and see firsthand what a godly wife looks like in looking at my mother. The patience that she showed, the desire to honor God in the home, and really to see 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7 come to life made a very strong impact on me. And so I'm so thankful that I have three daughters that have the example of my wife and the example of my mother to look up to, to say, this is what I want to be one day. This is what God expects from me as a godly wife, as a godly mother. And again, I'm thankful for the godly women in my life and the godly women that my three girls can look up to. 
As we think about this, I want to bring two passages to mind. I mentioned Proverbs 31. We're going to start there. But then we want to to pivot to 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7, because I believe this is something that's pertinent to our study of weathering the storm in the home. And that is this. What do you do when your spouse is not a faithful Christian? What do you do when your children decide to turn away and they don't want to be faithful to the Lord? What do you do then as a wife? And how important is your role then? So we're going to talk about your role in the home now, but then we want to think about those specific things because, again, I believe that's a storm. That's a storm that people face. And, again, that's a storm that I witnessed growing up with my mom. So as we think about this, let's start in that beautiful text of Proverbs 31. We would be remiss to ever talk about the role of a of godly wife without going to this text uh, because this has been entitled the virtuous wife the proverbs writer says who can find a virtuous wife her worth is far above rubies the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain she does him good and not evil all the days of her life she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night, provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength, strengthens her arms, and perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of a land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is a law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands. And let her own works praise her in the gates. As we think about this text, we, we notice there are several things that are brought out about the wife, the, the role of the wife in the home. And the first is that she's a virtuous wife. This means literally a wife of valor in the sense of all forms of excellence. Who can find one? My grandmother used to have a statement about certain women and she said they're a dime a dozen and what she meant by that is you can find several of them like that <laughs> stay away from them but who can find a virtuous wife who can find the one that is described here in Proverbs 31 why would a Proverbs 31 woman not want an Ephesians 5 man and vice versa why wouldn't an Ephesians 5 man Want a Proverbs 31 woman. Notice her worth is far above rubies. 
is far above it. You, you can't put a, an amount on this uh, about her worth, how valuable she is. And verse 11 kind of gives us a reason why. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. You know, when I look at that, I, I think, here's, here's the man, here's the husband who trusts his wife. He safely trusts her in his heart, not just on the outside, but deep down he knows, this is my wife, and she loves me, and she's going to be with me, so he will have no lack of gain. He can go and do the things that he needs to do because he knows he has his wife's support. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know, when Brittany and I said our wedding vows, we made that commitment that day that for the rest of our life, as long as we should live, we're going to live for each other. And here we think about the virtuous wife who says, I'm committing my life to my husband. I'm going to do him good and not evil as long as I shall live. That's a virtuous woman. That's a virtuous wife. In verse 13, it talks about her willingness to work. I know there are some who view that, that it's wrong for a woman to work outside the home, but there are certainly times when, when that is necessary. Uh, for example, my wife works outside of the home, and she's doing a great work. She works as a pharmacy tech. She's able to serve the community. She's able to build some great relationships and meet people in town, and she's doing a wonderful job. And as my wife, as the preacher's wife here in town, it's great to know that she's right there, She's making an impact for good, and she's setting a great example for those around her. She is shining and reflecting the light of Jesus by working in that in, in that place. And so, again, there are times when that happens. My mom went to work. She worked in the school system as a paraprofessional, did a phenomenal job. People still talk about the impact that she has made in my hometown so a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife, is one who is willing to work, willing to do those things, notice, with her hands. She's willing to do those things because she's virtuous and because, because she is willing to. Now, it would be ideal that she didn't have to. But again, there are times when the wife uh, can do that and contribute, and this virtuous wife is willing to do that. She rises while it is yet not and provides food for her household. She's sacrificial. And, and that's something as a wife in the home that is so crucial, that you're sacrificial and you're willing to do these things. And then notice in verse 16, she considers a field and buys it from her profits. She plants a vineyard. It's not that she's wasting money. It's not that she's gaining money and then just using it for herself. She takes her profits and plants a vineyard to help others. I love verse 17. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Later in verse 25, as we read a moment ago, strength and honor are her clothing. This is how the Proverbs writer describes her. as being strong. She stretches out her hands. She extends her hand to the poor. This is verses 19 and 20. Reaches out her hands to the needy. She's always looking for opportunities to help others. She knows that her, her home, the household, is what it ought to be. She takes great lengths to, to show that. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom. On her tongue is the law of kindness. 
And then when you think about this as a wife, it says her children rise up and call her blessed. But look at this. Her husband also, and he praises her. That word praises. You find it in verse 28. You find it in verse 30. And you find it in verse 31. He praises her. Why? Because she's a woman who fears the Lord. She's a woman who is putting this into practice. Give her the fruit of her hands. This is a virtuous woman. And so to the wives who are listening to this today, there's your standard. There's the example from God, from the Word of God, that you need to strive to be a virtuous wife. Again, I'm so thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my mother, who was a, a wonderful wife to my dad. And I've been able to, to teach or, or, or to learn from them. They've been able to teach me what a godly wife is, is to look like. And again, thankful that my three girls have so many godly women in their lives that they can look up to. As we think about this and we transition to the New Testament, I, I mentioned earlier that the role of the wife in the home is so extremely important. The, the impact that wives have. The presence, there's just something about the wife. And God designed women and wives to be this way, is to make such an impact. Of course, this can be positive or negative. So with that, I want us to think about weathering the storm in the home, a, a, a godly wife, what she is to do, how she is to conduct herself in the home. Let's look at First Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. 1 Peter 3, 1-6, keep in mind that Peter was married. Uh, Peter had a mother-in-law, so which of course means he was married. He served as an elder in the church. 1 Peter 5, one of the qualifications to serve as an elder, of course, is to be married, the husband of one wife. And so Peter, as a husband, gives some inspired instruction to wives and their role in the home. And as we're going to notice in the text, even when there's a storm brewing in the home. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even as some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Notice the admonition for wives to be submissive to their own husbands. Of course, we've noticed this in our study of Ephesians 5 back in episode 3. But this is taking it to another level. Wives, be submissive that even if some do not obey the word. So you're married to someone and they decide, you know what, I'm not going to be obedient to the word of God. What do you do then? May I suggest that you continue to be faithful to God and you apply those qualities from Proverbs 31 and you live out what you're reading in the Word of God. Notice this. They, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Now, does this mean that you can you can convert them without the Word of God? No, it's not what that means. 
the idea here is you don't have to beat them overhead with it. You don't have to say as much as what you actually do. You have made the decision, I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. I'm going to seek first the kingdom. Sunday morning Bible class time, the husband looks over. I know where my wife is. Sunday night worship, I know where my wife is tonight. Wednesday night, oh, it is Wednesday. I know where she's at. Over time, with that faithful example, you are setting the right example for your husband who is not yet converted. Can this weather? Can this be a storm? It absolutely can be. Because you love your spouse, you love your husband, and, and, and you want him to become a Christian. So again, what do you do to weather that storm? You do exactly what I said right here. You make sure your conduct is what it ought to be. In verse 2, it says, When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. So they may be one. They may be converted because they're observing your conduct. They're observing your role in the home. You're still submissive to them. You're submissive to your husband because that's what God said to do. You're still doing those things that we just read about in Proverbs 31. But your husband will respect the fact that, you know what? My wife is genuine about her walk with the Lord. She means it. This is real to her. She loves God. And they observe your chaste conduct, and over time they say, you know what, I want, I want that too. And I want to be supportive of my wife, and, and, and I, want to be, I want to be like her. There's so many times in my own life when I've seen this go the other direction. I've seen a woman who is godly to live in such a way that the husband ultimately comes to grips with this and says, I need to change. But I've also seen the other extreme, that the man just wants to spite his wife for doing this. Regardless of that situation, 1 Peter 3, 1-6 teaches a godly wife to stay the course and to weather the storm. Stay faithful to God no matter what. That's your first allegiance. Notice, continuing in verse 4 of 1 Peter 3, we have a, a connection with Proverbs 31. It says, Let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Why? Because this is very precious in the sight of God. Who you are on the inside, the beauty, the inner beauty that you are having, that's going to speak volumes. And that's going to help you weather the storm. You stay the course. You stay faithful to God. And you never know. You might be able to win your husband to the Lord after all. This is how a godly wife can do what God expects, do what God desires, understanding their role, but also helping to guide those in the home if the man is not stepping up to be the spiritual leader. I mentioned this in, in a few episodes ago that, that my dad was not the spiritual leader and he admitted that to me. But I'm thankful that my mom was. My mom took the reins and she taught my brother and I the truth of God and put us in great situations and kept us from bad situations. And I'm always going to be grateful 
and for what she was willing to do and the sacrifice that she made uh, certainly has not gone gone unnoticed and it's something I will always be thankful for. So wives, let's close with this. Your role in the home. Your role is to love your husband. We said this when we talked about the husband's role, and I said this is cliche, but we need to understand this is what the Bible teaches. The kind of love, though, is the difference. It's agape love. It's what You want what's best for your husband. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 4, the older women were to admonish the young women to love their husbands. Now, again, this is natural, natural affection to love your husband. But it's deeper than just what you say. It's what you do, and it's how you demonstrate it. But also, wives, your role is to be in subjection to and be submissive to your husband. Colossians 3.18, 1 Peter 3.1 and 2 that we just read, as well as Titus 2.5. Again, the Bible teaches, wives, be submissive to your husband. Submit to them. Recognize that they are the spiritual leader. They are the leader of the home. And that is your role. And to do that to the glory of God is what is expected. But then finally, a godly wife is to respect and honor her husband. We've mentioned Ephesians 5 a lot already this season, and no doubt we're going to mention it some more. But the way that that closes stands out to me. Ephesians 5.33 goes back to the husband and the wife relationship Paul says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Respecting your husband is important in the eyes of God. And it's going to allow your husband uh, to be a better leader and to be a better husband when he knows that he's got your respect and that you're submitting unto him and that you're living for God. So the role of the wife in the home does not need to be overshadowed or undervalued. It is extremely important. So godly wives who are listening today, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this will help you, and I hope that you will look to that example in Proverbs 31, that if you find yourself in the position of 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6, that you'll stay faithful to God and stay the course and keep reflecting the light of Jesus by the way you live from day to day. Again, a, a special thank you to all the godly wives out there. Thank you for what you do. Keep up the good, the great work. Keep up that good fight. And let's continue as we study the roles in the home next week to think about the role of the mother in the home. This is the home as God would have it, as the way that God designed it. And hopefully all these episodes together will help us to weather the storm in the home. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you.